Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. First of all, thanks for thanks for having me down, um, Alan. The minister came down to visit us uh, on Friday. I can't recall the date now exactly. Um, and we had a full day schedule with him. So we did a number of site visits. We looked at um, some sites that are under construction. So one here in town. We went to Rosslare uh, Strand. And then we also visited a site in uh, Timon. There are houses that are completed. Um, and then we went up and we opened the new fire station in Euros, which is a really significant um, a really significant event um, for us in terms of fire services. Uh, and then we came back then and we did uh, the sod turning on the women's refuge, uh, which is, uh, again, we're, we're, we're a long time working with the refuge on that. So really, really significant project for them. And I'm delighted for the board there. Um, so we can't wait to see the guys getting on site um, early next year to get that under construction and we also then opened uh, Cluid's um, estate up there they have 67 units up there um, behind sort of yeah. almost behind the race course uh, so we visited that site and did an opening there um, and then we came down and had a meeting then with the elected members in County Hall so then they had an opportunity then to ask the Minister questions right. um, on various housing topics uh, I'm told now being unwell at the time I couldn't get to the meeting but uh, I'm told that he almost in the Christmas month was it like a minister coming bearing gifts like one of the, the, the wise men is that true did he bring something to the table that would be encouraging for housing here in County Wexford yeah, look, I suppose the Minister would have reiterated what we're saying at local level. Um, the delivery stream for our social housing um, programme at 1,155 for the next five years is the minimum target. Uh, I think I was telling you the last day, Alan, we have around 1,280 units approved. It's probably even higher now um, since I spoke to you last, um, which already puts us, if we deliver all those units, exceeds the programme in full. And by early next year, we're going to have more than 50% of that minimum target either delivered or under construction. Mm. Um, so it's our intention and our firm belief that we will well exceed that minimum target um, and the job is I suppose to try and target that supply as best we can so I think the Minister sort of confirmed that and sort of confirmed that you know for the first time we have a multi-annual um, multi-billion euro funded housing programme um, and he just I suppose reiterated that. He also spoke about the various issues that impact that such as you know we hear a lot about Irish water and connectivity around services so he spoke about those issues and um, the work that's going on in the background with the department um, and with our, our Irish water um, for those types of projects um, and then he also made a reference to um, the increase in income thresholds for social housing applicants that is expected in the new year um, mm. so that hasn't been notified to us yet um, but there is media coverage and we're expecting that to be in the region of 5,000 we expect that to be on the base entry um, level figures and then right. it'll kind of reflect um, all the way up um, to the scheme until we have those specifics though and it, and it goes through and is approved um, we won't know the detail of it but that is, that is expected to kick in very early in the new year possibly before Christmas um, yeah. if, we, if we get the because I'm looking at page 21 of the People newspaper uh, and we will be speaking to Simon Burke in a little while on the programme as well where uh, Councillor George Lawler, the Cahirock of Wexford has outlined that in the model county the changes to be brought in by the Minister from January the 1st will mean that the income limit for a single person to qualify for social housing supports will now rise from 30,000 to 35,000. Yeah. Is that, will, will that, will that go far enough? Um, will it go far enough? No, look at I suppose it is about everything. When we talk about the housing market, there's so many streams in it. Um, to solve the challenge we're in at the moment we need housing delivered across all streams that includes mm. private supply as well um, and we need um, more units in the middle to, to cater for people who are sort of stuck between social housing say and the, the kind of higher market prices so that's that, that kind of affordable housing programme um, but the social housing limits we've been saying it for some time to the department um, all the local authority I suppose directors would have been saying um, look the limits are too low they really need to, 
be increased. Yeah. Um, we'll only know in time whether that's gone far enough. Um, it'll bring a lot more people into the um, net uh, as far as I'm concerned. So in the previous year, when we spoke a few weeks ago, we had a thousand or so applications um, for social housing. Uh, 700 of those have been approved and we were waiting on information for around 100. But around 200, 250 of those would have been refused and the vast majority was on an income basis. Yeah. Um, so I would expect that we'd see all those people kind of coming back in um, to the to the system as well as new people. But it so is you a can step in the right direction. Yeah. It, it, it is, um, but I suppose, look, you're then trying to balance that additional demand. So we're going to grow the list substantially, yeah. I would think, next year, maybe 20, 25%. And then we still have our delivery programme then and we need to sort of accelerate that as well. So right. um, it is it is welcome, but we're still in, in a quite a quite a challenging scenario. Now, Caroline, he covered only the south of the county, didn't he? And he's coming he back into the north of the county, which led to a very interesting discussion with Joe Sullivan as well, because he came under criticism for not attacking the minister but he, he explained his reasoning behind it he said he has spoken to the minister and he's very keen to get uh, projects across the line in North Wexford when is he due to come back to North Wexford and what, what, what will he be focusing on there? Yeah so look there was lots of discussion back and forth around the minister's agenda and as usual for every ministerial visit the agenda never firms up until maybe a day or two beforehand um, so we saw change in the agenda sort of coming up um, to his visit on Friday and we had proposed a number of projects in the north of the county and Escorthy Angori and the minister decided look he'll postpone those till the new year and he would meet with the with the members in in uh, Wexford um, in County Hall instead yeah. so he has committed <coughs> excuse me he has committed to come back um, early in the new year we don't have a date um, but I expect look he'll probably be here maybe before Easter that's that's what I would say when we're talking about early in, in the new year usually when ministers visit you need to have enough activity to sort of take up a good half day or a day for them mm. um, so we'll want to have a few projects lined up um, for him to come back the next All week. right look I, I've spoken to Father Peter McVerry on this very programme last week and he actually was complimentary about the the, 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 the the plan for housing in Ireland but again he raised the point the plans are there the money seems to be there but it's so slow I mean it, if you're listening at this point in time trying to get on the property ladder is there likely to be a speeding up of the process of getting on that property ladder in Wexford next year in 2023? So I suppose it depends maybe what category you're talking about um, Alan so in terms of Social housing, um, around half our list um, at the moment, half our overall demand of just over 3,000 households are on the list since the first the first 2020, so just before COVID. So half the list is on um, for around 36 months. It's the back end of that list, the other half of the people. I suppose that I'm kind of anxious that we could get offers to and start clearing out that list. Um, and how many are on the list at the moment? How many people are currently looking for housing here in Wexford? Combined, we have a demand of just over 3,000 households right. on the list. Now, they would vary from single people to um, people with... Um, uh, children, but if you look at seventy percent of that demand is for one and two bedrooms, they're kind right. of quite small family units. And how many um, people do you think we have homeless here in Wexford at the moment? And I mean, it, it, the definition of homelessness there could be people in temporary accommodation. Are they defined as being homeless? They are. So look, at, there's there's an ongoing debate with the members around sort of I suppose the definition of homeless. And if you take it in a really really broad um, way, you can categorise somebody who has an ambition to have a ha- has have have their own house, sorry, but are living in accommodation which they don't feel is adequate. You could class those individuals as uh, homeless but when we're talking about homeless in terms of I suppose the housing support and the homeless unit we focus very specifically on those who are in immediate threat of homelessness so no roof over their head so right. those who are rough sleeping or who may be in very very overcrowded Could you or, give me a ballpark figure on that Caroline roughly? Um, we've had 1,100 uh, calls to our 
um, Homeless Support and Services Unit um, from January to I think it was the end of October, uh, maybe mid-November this year. Um, that represents around five to six hundred individual households. Um, and of those, we would have housed around a hundred people through temporary emergency. Um, I suppose one one of the key features and again it's it's about looking behind some of these facts Alan so one out of every two adults we deal with in our homeless unit are classed as long term homeless um, right. persons so they're cycling in and out of homelessness regularly. So are we, are we many hundreds here in Wexford that are homeless? They, co- we would have had hundreds reach out through the support unit um, but the job is to maintain and keep people away from homelessness so a lot of the work is around maybe engaging with landlords and helping people sort of negotiate that whole notice to quit so if you're in private rented and um, your landlord says listen you need to be out by next week well that's not valid you know yeah. the landlord you are protected as a tenant and um, you have to give um, adequate notice to people it depends on, on on how long you're in that private rented accommodation so we help people navigate that and we refer them to the residential ten- tenant tenancy board um, but in terms of I suppose we would call it maybe the sharper end of homelessness yeah. um, you're talking about a smaller number of people at the moment we're probably accommodating in or around 80 households right. um, and that'll sort of vary up and down it could go to 95 it could come down I suppose Carolyn I'm looking from that figure of 11,000 that were uh, over 11,000 that are currently the homeless country, how many yeah. of them are in Wexford have we any idea Um they would be class so that figure reported by the department is a figure that we feed in so that figure would be about 87 households that was the last figure I saw that's around the October figure so 87 households um, and they would include some people that maybe are rough sleeping and people who are in temporary emergency Right. and the vast majority of those there are some families in that the vast majority are adults and of those people 50% of the adults that come through are long term homeless so this is not the first time they're coming through so they're cycling in and out of homelessness and the job really is when you do get them into housing it's to support them and help them sustain that tenancy it's to help them not come back out of that homeless you know back into homelessness again that's really the job of um, the, right. the support unit We're coming into a very bitter cold snap what's we the are. course of action for what, what emergency accommodation is out there and I'm still seeing these people in the doorways that, that you, you you told me you're continuing to work with yeah. to try and get them across the line yeah. um, and there are people as we well know that do not want to go into accommodation yeah. Yeah. That, that like this bohemian type of life there are others yeah, who would yeah. love it so coming into the cold snap yeah. what course of action is out there for so people? I suppose on a on a on a day to day basis and sort of 365 we have a, a sort of a number of crash beds available and that's to deal with the out of our hours emergency demand that we might see coming through they're available all the time um, and at any point in time where people feel if they're in a you know a homeless scenario they can approach and can kind of seek those uh, crash beds and um, when they become homeless kind of you know out of hours let's say for the people then who are rough sleeping and the cold weather we put on additional um, services uh, so over we would have had that operational already maybe a week or two back when, when we had quite cold weather and that really is about just kind of increasing our um, ability to take in more people that may need to come in um, and the job of the unit then is around contacting people who we know are in a rough sleeping scenario or who may be cycling in and out of rough sleeping and to let them know that the service is there and how to access and that service. They make the call to that number, is it 919 6000? Uh, no, Osnham House is the first port okay. of call. So that's where people, so if people are in um, a rough sleeping scenario, contact Osnham House and they'll direct the call then depending on what the profile of, okay. the, of, of the family coming through is. So we have enough, we will be confident we have enough capacity um, to deal with the influx that we might expect across this weekend. Um, and obviously we have um, plans in place then, contingency to right. increase that supply should, should we need to. 
I suppose it is about having the information to hand. So our unit would know and would track those that we would know are rough sleeping for the last probably two years and we contact them to see where they are at this point in time. We have an out, We have two sort of outreach workers, I suppose. We work very closely with the HSC. So we have a substance misuse worker and we also have an outreach worker. And their job really is out walking the streets, kind of talking to people, trying to encourage them to take up the services. As you say yourself, Alan, you know, you can't force people, um, but you need to encourage them. And the important thing is when people do want to take that step, forward that the service is there for them and support is available for them so as we conclude 2022 look forward to 2023 where are we with housing at the moment caroline in summary um i think we talked a little bit the last day around some of our i suppose performance and i'm looking back in the last three years to try and see you know what kind of progress we are making um by sort of the end of this year very early next year once we bring in the rest of our new houses um we'll have made two thousand. Um, homes for life for people um, so that's 2,000 families that are that are housed in the last three years um, half our list is um, half our demand is now um, since the last three years and it's the, it's the back end of that list that we're, that, we're, that we're trying to solve the big big challenge for us um, next year and following years is about targeting that supply so the elected members are strongly looking for more support in our large towns and villages um, and we're looking at that strongly to try and increase that supply um, and also the supply of one and two bedroom units and that's quite challenging because they can't be quite expensive um, so that's really where the big piece of work is um, for the next year or two it's about really targeting that supply and increasing and exceeding that minimum target which we already um, are at the moment so um, I'm positive there's lots of small changes that are continuing to happen and all that will help to push um, the system on we also hope to see more um, planning permissions um, and developments commenced generally um, and the department are kind of making actions in the in the, in the the background around those um, as well so we'd like to see all those kind of come fruition and that will help ease the crisis Southeast Radio's Morning Mix Chat, News and Your Views